So we're doing a big song today. It's it's the biggest song from a very big artist, which might surprise a lot of people. Yeah. So arguably not a great song, but here at Guilfree Pleasures, we still go big. Yes. Go big or go home. Well, I am home, so it's uh, I'm, I might paradox. as well just go big. Yes. Yeah. So this is uh, I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder, which is his biggest number one hit. And, and considering the span of uh, Stevie Wonder's career and the number of amazing songs that the man put out, I was really surprised to find out that this was his uh, his biggest hit of all time. Yeah. This is an international hit. So this is big, especially in countries outside of the US and Europe. Yeah. So just interesting little uh, details there. Yeah. So uh, welcome to Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. Um, we're glad that you're here with us today, and we're going to discuss uh, the big song by the big man. That's right. And if you were to hear this at a uh, pub, someone singing live, you know you would know all the lyrics to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is this is definitely a, a sing-along song. It's a These sing-along songs will become our anthems. That's right. I have in front of me here, Frank. Oh, if you see this, is, I brought all the 45s that well, my family has bought oh, okay. since I was a kid. And I think this was there's our... just f- one of them. Yeah. <laughs> just, there's a bunch. There really, <laughs> we Are the World is in there, too. Okay. Yeah. I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder, bought for $2.29. Can't tell what store that was at. On the B side, we have I Just Called to Say I Love You, the instrumental. instrumental. That's right, yeah. I might throw some of that into this uh, episode as well. We'll yeah, yeah. talk about the intricacies of all those instruments. I just called to say I love you. I just called to say how much I care. Well, I think we just jump right in. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, was it, it came out in 84, right? Yeah. It was featured on the soundtrack to The Woman in Red, which is a Gene Wilder movie mm-hmm. based on a French film about the same topic, which is a guy who's trying to cheat on his wife. Real fun stuff. Yeah, this is a late and airy uh, topic uh, material here. <laughs> yeah. I went through the movie a little bit. I found, watched some clips on YouTube. Yeah. And um, it's pretty terrible. I didn't think it was funny at all. I think sometimes watching things from that era, uh, maybe it was funny to the people watching them, but it hasn't aged well. Oh, okay. So, I mean, the topic of a guy trying to cheat on his wife doesn't really seem that funny to me. And then also there's a scene where... This guy pretends he's blind and then ends up like just smashing things in a restaurant. And the joke is that he's blind. And to insult the injury, like they're making jokes about this. And the guy who made the entire soundtrack and actually made this movie anything is uh, Stephen Wonder, who's visually yeah. impaired. Yeah. So um, there's not a lot online about the song. Like there, there was a lawsuit where his... Former co-writers claim to have written the song. Yeah, uh, a couple years pr- uh, prior to a, its release, right? Yeah, and then Stevie Wonder claimed he'd actually started working on the song in 76, which is a problem because, one, he shouldn't be winning the Oscar for 
best new song when he wrote it years earlier. And I read a great article where they said, where the the guy who wrote it said, "There's no way this is from the '70s. It sounds like it was written in the '80s. This is Stevie yeah. Wonder, typical Stevie Wonder '80s output." Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, he could have like written the song and then rewrote it in the '80s. I don't it know. It could be either way. They threw the lawsuit out of court. Stevie Wonder wrote the whole thing. He produced the whole thing. He played every instrument, or rather. He programmed every instrument and he played some, you know, anything that's plugged into those synths. A lot of different synths listed here, as well as a special vocoder performance if you listen to the six-minute version. Yeah, well, and if uh, even on the uh, the uh, normal sort of uh, four-minute version of the song, in uh, the last, I think it's minute and a half or something like that, it's not in the forefront, but it's a kind of an echoey robot voice, a vocorder uh, that you can hear in the, in, in the background. So it, it still may, it still makes its uh, appearance in the, uh, I guess what would be the, the radio uh, edit. Yeah. And so um, in terms of musically, it seems to have not aged well, at least it didn't age well in the nineties, but as time has gone on, we've been more forgiving of that and not even forgiving but recognizing this is of its time and he was doing a lot of experimenting with synths he was always doing that early yeah so this is just like a culmination of of him showing what he can do with it well, it's it's kind of an innovative song in in that respect yeah. right because he's he's really uh stretching the synth and in, into doing different things and, and trying different things and new things uh with this song right yeah so hey we we don't hate here at guilt free pleasures we embrace and we celebrate Yes. So this is a song that I've always known as like, it's just existed. I cannot remember the first time I ever heard this. Do you have any sort of like recollection of of like this song growing up? Yeah, very specific. Okay. It was like the first 45 my parents bought. We had a record player. They bought this single. And then I remember like kind of like family dance parties of like the three (laughs) kids just dancing to this song on so, repeat on repeat oh wow and it was like listening to it i can't imagine how people dance to it but when you don't have a lot of songs i guess yeah this and yeah. then we got whitney houston's how will i know and sorry stevie yeah then uh yeah all bets are off all that. bets are off yeah. yeah but this is it's very i have very specific and very good memories of this song so when i hear people at least in the 90s hate on it so much i just uh i just kept quiet yeah well, it, it probably hurt you a little bit to hear people malign the song that you had such a such a big part of your your childhood, right? Yeah, but now here we are in this episode, so jokes on them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jokes on all of you. Now, if we were to take a look at these lyrics, I printed them off. I don't know why, because I think I pretty much have it memorized, but um, pretty straightforward, which might be the beauty of the song itself. Well, it's it's a simplistic. Uh, some pretty simplistic lyrics, but it's a simplistic uh, concept too, right? Like it's like he's just calling, like he needs no reason. He just wants to call and tell this girl that he loves her. Yeah. Right? Yep. And that that is the theme of it. It's like, there's no other reason for my call, yep. just to tell you that I love you, which is the stuff that great songs are made of. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a sweet sort of, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it's a very sweet uh idea i don't i don't know what bill what am i trying to say you're saying the uh it's a thoughtful sentiment yes thank you it's a sweet sentiment like 
he doesn't overcomplicate things. Sometimes love is just love, man. Like you don't need a, a reason for it. You just you just love. Yep. And the, the, in terms of the lyrics, I think this might be also the most negative lyrics in terms of uh, use use of no and not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first three lines have no as its beginning. No new. No April rain, no flowers bloom, no wedding day within the month of June. So in terms of the nose in there, it plays off itself where it's like you'd expect that to be something negative, even though I know I use that term. But really, it's just I just want to say these three words. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, reading reading through or listening through those those first few lines and everything, you think it's just it's going to be a bit of a depressing song. It's just like... No, I don't have this. I don't have a New Year's Day. I don't have, uh, I don't have chocolates. I don't have spring. Like it's the antithesis of my girl, right? Right, right, <laughs> right. Well, that's a good call. So that that uh, once that first the once that chorus comes on for the first time, it's just such a sweet sound, and it works yeah. so well. I just called to say I love you. I just called to say how much I care. I just called to say I love you and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. That is it. And that's the yep. key to the whole song. Mm-hmm. And it works. And we kind of figured out how it works. Frank, do you want to go into take it up a notch and talk about the uh, the vocal... Uh, Intonations? Sure. Is that... I don't know if that's I'm already right beyond word. my uh, <laughs> my word scope for this. Yeah, yeah. We, we kind of top out at vocal, I think, right? But there's key changes, you're saying. There's a number of key changes. And there's two that happen towards the end of the of the song in really pretty quick succession. And it, and it just sort of reiterates the fact that it's like, you know, this is from the bottom of his heart. Like, the, the, it just sort of brings up the emotion. Like, each yeah. key change is like... It's cranking that emotion up from like 9 to 10 to 11. Yeah. And so that's something there that where the lyrics are pretty simple, but what's going on with his voice is pretty cool. And it actually puts that meaning to it. So Mm -hmm. then someone had written that it's maybe the lyrics might be simple, but he's able to show off his perfect pop voice. Yeah. 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 I just called to say. And he does have that fantastic pop voice too, right? And a lot of his stuff from the uh, from the seventies, um, um, well, uh, songs in the key of life, right? Like mm-hmm. that that album was uh, was has been. I think every single song from that album has been sampled in in hip hop, right? Yeah, but it's such catchy tunes that he wrote and he continued to write, right? Yeah, 
I know. I realized that it just said right, right, <laughs> right. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> correct. So, my favorite line in the song when I was a kid mm-hmm. was just the word when he said Halloween. No Halloween. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he has he has that little warble in yeah. his voice. No Halloween. Is Halloween a um, sort of an occasion? That people use as an excuse to tell their someone that they love them. Well, I think Hallmark would be all over this because he's given them reasons to make up more cards. Yeah. Happy Libra Sun, Frank. Yes. I mean, for Halloween, I guess like I don't know, Draculas are pretty sexy and everything, right? And yeah. so I mean, maybe that's part of it, but I'm not sure. Like I think he got on a, on a bit of a track here where he started off with like New Year's Day, and he's running through all the months of the year. Basically, he's like, oh, geez, Halloween, like. What happens there? Like, or, or October? Like, eh. Well, I worked through all the different holidays listed in the mm-hmm. song. So let me run them by you here. Yeah. Opens with New Year's Day, jumps straight to Valentine's. Yep. And then we have the spring equinox. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then April rain, which isn't really a holiday, but he yeah. mentioned it. And wedding days in June. Yeah. So he kind of, he skips over uh, over May and March. Yeah. Well, so yeah. no St. Patrick's Day and uh, no Victoria Day for Canadians. Yeah. I can't remember the hall. Is there Memorial Day in the states in May? Sure. I like this. Yeah. Okay. So he skips that over. Goes to summer and just says, um, "No summer's high, no warm July." No 4th of July. Didn't like I thought 4th of July could have fit in there really nicely, but he just skips right over that holiday. I, I don't think you tell someone that you love them on the 4th of July. I think it's a, I think you tell America that you love it. On the, is that I'm could not be. sure. I'm Canadian, so yeah. well, for, Ameri- forgive our me American for being fan, wrong. Our American listeners could reach out to us, but here's here's my version. No summer's high, no 4th of July. <laughs> could work. So then he, we should we should write Stevie up and tell him that he got the lyrics wrong. Actually, I want to sue him now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then he jumps to Harvest Moon and August Night. Bit of a problem here. Harvest Moon happens in September. Yeah. But he, you know, I guess you're allowed to do this as a songwriter. No summer's high. No warm July. No harvest moon to light one tin. Then he goes straight to fall, skips over Labor Day, and now we're into fall. No falling leaves. Birds can't even fly like that. Now it feels kind of dangerous for the birds. Yeah. And then he, for some reason, wants to talk about the Libra sun. I looked this one up. Libra suns have an easy grace and charm that is enviable. Libra is associated with the scales, capital S, and they're able to harmonize and bring peace to conflicted situations. They thrive in calm, aesthetically pleasing environments and can be easily discombobulated by the chaos of modern life. So what does that have to do with the sun? I have absolutely no idea what that means. It has something to do with your birth sign, I think. Yeah, but there's nothing like Libra sun? Like, I'm going to look that up right now. Talk talk amongst yourselves. No Libra sun. No high. 
Imagine Stevie's into it, into some astrology, because that's what he calls out there. Jumps to Halloween, and then straight to Christmas. Skips over of Remembrance Day, and skips over the most probably important holiday next to Christmas in the United States of America. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. No Thanksgiving. So that's a bit of a surprise, too. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've run through it, and we've gone to Christmas, so then you're back to New Year's, which explains that whole vocoder part. That's in the uh, six-minute version. He kind of goes through back again with the robot voice. Yeah. I got to say, um, there's good reason why we don't know about that long yeah. version. Did not add anything to it. Unlike the Meatloaf song, the 12-minute version, well, that yeah. definitely did. But this one, no. This is no 12-minute version. I think I think uh, Steve was just uh, flexing his chops with the vocorder, right? Yeah, yeah like a the, little too much. The, the, the early day auto-tune. Okay, so we hit up all the holidays. I'm okay with him missing some holidays. I'm yeah. sure he's, I think he's gotten Thanksgiving done in other songs. Does he? I'm pretty sure he says thank you a lot in a bunch of other songs. So yeah. That covers it. Yeah. Fourth of July. Well, I'm sure he hit up in some of those 70s albums. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll, 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 give, we'll give Stevie a pass on this. Um, how are you feeling about the um, cha-cha-cha at the end? At the end. That was... I didn't know people ended songs like that in real life. Well, it's, there's a childlike quality to a yeah. lot of the to the the chorus for sure. The way that it's it's the instrumental sort of stuff is going on, mm-hmm. but that cha 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 at the end is just almost comedic mm-hmm. in its end. But it's beloved. People lo- people love it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, not gonna lie, threw me for a loop. I expected a little bit more from, uh, from Mr. Wonder, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll, he, again, he gets a pass on this. I think probably because of his, uh, his body of work has been so extensive and so uh, prolific that, uh, yeah, he can, uh, he can kind of do what he wants there. Let's talk about the movie that did not give him a pass. No, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, High Fidelity, yeah, which is, I think, is that early 2000s? It's late 90s. Late 90s. So, yeah. that's with John Cusack and Jack Black's breakout performance. Yeah, it was Jack Black before he was really Jack Black. I mean, he had some smaller roles in, in stuff previously. Uh, like, he, he was actually on The X-Files and I, I re-watched uh, Mars Attacks and he's he's in that. And uh, yeah, so this this was kind of his, his big breakout uh, and... I, I'm not gonna lie. I love his character in that movie. It's it's he's he's pretty fantastic. I was reading a uh, article it's from Stereo Gum on Number Ones, yeah, and they talked about this scene when they talked about the Stevie Wonder song. Yeah, and said his uber snobbery 
as a like indie music fan turned him into a sociopath yeah <laughs> so and the way he, so in the we'll set up the scene we'll play it here um but in the scene a man comes in to buy a gift for his daughter so he's a middle-aged man buying a gift for his daughter and uh this is jack black's response i just called to say i love you do you have it yeah great we have it great can i have it then no no you can't why not? Well, it's sentimental, tacky crap. That's why not. Do we look like the kind of store that sells I just called to say I love you? Go to the mall. What's your problem? Do you even know your daughter? There's no way she likes that song. So yeah, he basically shoots down the guy uh, looking to buy the album, tell, tells him to go to the mall. And then uh, that brings up a bigger question that he poses to John Cusack's uh, character. Should a great artist be uh, punished for his latter-day sins? So obviously did not hold this uh, this song in high regard, and uh, you can you can hear what he's saying about it here. Is it in fact unfair to criticize a formerly great artist for his latter day sins? Is it better to burn out than to fade away? So going going further about why people are angry about this song, we can look back to the nineteen eighty four Academy Awards. Yeah, pretty sure it's nineteen eighty four where this wins for best original song. So I'm going to go through the other songs that were nominated. So I'll try to go in, a, in an order that makes sense to me. So one of them is Let's Hear It For The Boy that came out of the Footloose soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Also Footloose from the Footloose soundtrack. Also the Ghostbusters theme. By Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. And then... Against All Odds by Phil Collins. Yeah. This is probably the greatest group of songs nominated against each other. Every single one of them had gone to number one on the billboard, which is this yeah. has never happened before. Yeah. So when you put this song against those other songs, would you ever choose to listen to this one over any of those four songs? Um... The only thing I could I could think of is is maybe listen to this over the Ghostbuster song, uh, and I know that I, the Ghostbuster theme song is, is still amazing, it. and and I love it and everything. But it it feels a little campy, right? Yeah, I, I guess it, it's it's a little it's, it's a little too niche in, in in a sense. Yeah, it's a song for October. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, gonna. Yeah. Now, I just called to say I love you is often used as a Christmas song where it is explicitly not a Christmas yeah. because he says no giving thanks to all Christmas, but they still put it in there. Yeah, and yeah, that's just side sidebar there. But um, yeah, I would pick any of those other songs over it. However, there, there's an argument to be made that this might be the best song of the group. I'm gonna try and make it here. Okay. A sign of a song that endures is the amount of covers that come of it and what gets done with the song and, and say, jazz culture and, and, and the like. Yeah. And so there are many versions of I Just Called to Say I Love You. There are not many versions of Let's Hear It for the Boy or Footloose or Against All Odds or Ghostbusters. I'm, I'm surprised there are not more Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Against All Odds... Uh, possibly that that that's tough for me to say because you know about how I feel about Phil Collins. Yeah. So I'm making the argument. I'm not sure I believe it, but I'm going to go through a couple covers of 
I just called to say I love you. Okay. There is a great uh, cover of uh, uh, Against All Odds by uh, the Postal Service. Oh, yeah. If that it, is true. There you go. Okay. Fantastic. So Phil Collins, you're still in the ring here. Yeah. Okay, Frank, I'm going to play you some versions of it and get your comments on it. Okay. All right. I'm going to try to go in an order that leads to the one I think is the best. All right. So we'll start with good old Pentatonics. Yeah, this one is it, it's it's good. It it, it has that uh, sort of pop sensibility in the voice, but it, it's just vocal, right? Like yeah. there, there's there's no there's no instrumentation, so it's it's kind of a little more intimate. Yeah, and yeah. so and their their voices blend really nicely. Yes, very much so. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, that's a that's a that's a solid cover. All right, so there's Pentatonics, and that was from their Christmas album. Okay, well, again, a Christmas song apparently. Yeah, <laughs> who knew? It's more of a calendar song yeah. than anything. There is a uh, singer named Bailey Pelkman who's on a show called Lost and Found Music on Netflix. I've okay. never seen it. But she's, I haven't seen it either, no. She's from Canada, and she does a version of this with Randy Rector. Damn near killed her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here, here's this one. No April rain, no flowers bloom, no wet inside. So it's a nice kind of country-esque, maybe, would you yeah. say that? Folksy? And, and, and I'm finding that uh, everyone's trying to make sure that they do proper um, justice to the to the vocals, right? Yeah. It's pretty simple and very uh, similar vocals. Do you remember the band The Bellamy Brothers? Very vaguely. They sang a song called The Reason that was really good from like the late 70s that might make its way to guilt-free pleasures at some point i hope yeah but i'll play for you their version of it just called to say i love you but what it is The song really lent, does lend itself uh, to a to a country cover, yeah. right? A, a country or folksy kind of feel about it. Now I'm going to give you my favorite country version of this. Okay, okay. I just come to say I love you. I just come to say how much I care. I just come to say. I love you and mean it from the back of my So that's John Prine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've uh he has some really uh really 
fantastic music out there too. It's right? a beautiful arrangement. Yeah. And that's from sp- the Spotify singles there. Mm-hmm. And it does that with the Secret Sisters. And it's like a really nice feel. Like I feel like it's old country to me, something I would expect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now here is finally, this is a one right out of left field. And then there's lots of versions of this style. No autumn breeze, no falling leaves, not even time for birds to fly to southern skies. I just call to say I love you. I just call. What is that? Is is that Bossa Nova? You got it. It is Bossa Nova. I was really proud of myself for guessing that too. And then Ashley's like, it's on an album called Bossa Songs. Like, oh, sorry. Okay. This one is, this is by Barry Manilow. Oh, oh really? So, yeah. So there's a lot of Bossa versions. Yeah. Okay. And then there's some great Muzak kind of versions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. are just uh, exactly what I would expect. I think I've heard them in uh, in the elevator before. Yeah. Something. So uh, there's one that I would expect to hear that maybe at my Oma's. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a the Reader's Digest CD. Yeah. yeah. That one's quite good. <laughs> And then there's like this piano fall asleep to it yeah. as well. With the amount of versions of the song out there, does speak to its enduring appeal. Yeah. The John Prine especially kind of made me think, okay, there's ways of singing this that bring new meanings to it and that take away from the synthiness yeah and i I think because of the um legitimacy of uh, of a lot of the singers i mean uh, yeah uh, it it sort of holds up uh helps the song hold up better right yeah song universe song universe okay i got a couple i I, haven't even thought about i I just (laughs) thought about it right as we were just preparing for this i scribbled this one down i have this idea of a mixtape but also in a song universe Mm mm-hmm I'd like to think that this person calling, does just say that he loves the person he's calling? Yeah. Was given a phone number by somebody a few months earlier, and on the note, it said, call me, maybe. Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. How do you like that? Both there, call me, maybe, and I just called to say I love you. Same song, universe. I could get behind that. Well, I can get behind anything Carly Rae Jepsen <laughs> yeah. does. Yeah. Just mention her in the, in this in a, in an episode and like yep yeah. okay I agree yeah and if I were to make a mixtape I th- I'd think of a mixtape about calling or or using the telephone hello Lionel Richie very yeah I I didn't even think of it perfect are, are you serious yeah I, and then I just realized <laughs> that's a song so I had smooth operator but oh, that's I heard that song this morning on or this afternoon yeah. when I was driving home that's about a the type of person you'd call but you got to pay money to talk to them on the phone yeah yeah kind of commercials you see late at night yeah yeah there's all people still call those lines do they still exist i don't even know yeah i I don't even know what they are yeah i don't even know what i'm talking about (laughs) yeah just keep going frank (laughs) i have uh don't lose my number by phil collins oh okay which has my name in it billy that's billy don't you lose my number 
And then finally... Is Bill I, Collins waiting for you to call him? Yeah, I, I always thought so. It's yeah. like, I, I could help him out. And then uh, there's a Mike and the Mechanics song, which is another guy from Genesis. Yeah. Where it was uh, Silent Running. Can you hear me? Can you hear me calling? Can you hear me? I, okay, I don't remember the rest of the lyrics. Yeah. Can you hear me calling you? That's, I think that's the lyrics. Any other songs with phones in them? Well, Call Me by Blondie. Oh, that's a good one. And Part-Time Lover, people are calling on phones and hanging up, but yeah. that's, that doesn't have the same feel. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. No, that's no more, but th- there's but, a lot of phone songs out there. There is, yeah. So, as always, we'd love to hear from you. If you know some phone songs, drop us a line Yeah, at our usual handles at B and F Guilt Free on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And Instagram. Yeah. All right, Frank, could this be a Hallmark movie? Sure. Oh yeah, the, oh yeah. This is this is. Uh, I don't know if he can make an entire movie about just saying that you love. It could definitely be like sort of the um, a, a big scene in a Hallmark movie. Just like I need no excuse. I just need. I just want to say that I love you. It already sounds better than the woman in red. Yeah. Um, but you know what else is not good? The video for this song. There's nothing to it, really, yeah. right? It's a, does he have an oversized telephone that he's talking to in, in front of the crowd? It was the 80s. Everything was Everything kind of was big, over, right? So. right? I couldn't tell if it was a carrot top bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a, a really bad video. Yeah. Just yeah. everything about it. Like, we're now into... Um, we're getting towards the mid eighties. Yeah. There's no excuse, Stevie. You should yeah. know if you're if you're this ahead of the game on synthesizers, you should know that this deserves a real video. Yeah. What allows me to let go of the video is the the much better version of this song that he did with Claire Huxtable on the Cosby Show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 So I rewatched that portion of the episode. Yeah. And I forgot how good the Cosby Show was. Yeah. So. Um, there's a whole scene where he banters with them and everything, yeah. and, he, and he shows them how he plays with the... Uh, on, on the synth and yeah, the, the yeah. programmable synth or whatever yeah. it is. That was a great find. Someone I told someone we were going to do, I just called to say I love you. He's like, you're going to show the Cosby show? And I'd forgotten that yeah. whole scene. So thank you, Daryl, for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> no April rain. No April rain. <laughs> no flowers bloom. No flowers bloom. No wedding Saturday within the month of June. No wedding Saturday within the month of June. All right. But what it is. But what it is. Is something true. Is something true. Made up of these three words that I must say to you. Of these three words that I must say to you. But yeah, I feel good. I think we've done this. Like what I actually I'd like to challenge us this year is to do uh, an episode on every song that was nominated from that Academy Awards. That would, uh, no, yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah. So I think we definitely get Ghostbusters in by Halloween. Yeah. But we we get those other songs. Do you think that the two Footloose uh, songs, the votes were split on them? And then maybe, because I think. Wow, it's such a, they're such good tunes. Yeah. Sorry, Stevie. I know what you're talking about. I just called to say I love you, but now I'm thinking about how great those other songs are. Like, like that Footloose song is just, yeah. 
I think what we do, we do episodes on the other songs, and then we have a special episode where we decide on a winner. Yeah, sort of cage match. Yeah, and then maybe we, we get some people to weigh in on it. Yeah. Maybe a vote. Maybe a vote. Okay. Do you think Chris Newkirk likes this song? He said he didn't have any strong feelings about it, but would be happy to talk to us. And I said, well... Um, we prefer his strong uh, strong <laughs> feelings more right. than anything. So. Yeah, so he gave it a pass, but he wasn't... He was giving it maybe a B minus. He didn't give a he didn't give it a score. Yeah, but he just he wasn't uh, he wasn't Jack Black angry, which gives me more respect for Chris Newkirk. I have well, why am I saying more respect? I have all the respect in the world for our friend Chris. Yeah, but then this is partially why is because when something seems like it would be low hanging fruit to hate it, he's like, no, no, I don't hate that. Yeah. So kudos to you, Chris. Chris. Chris is a complex man. Yeah, with complex feelings. But uh, no, so. Um, I mean, it's it's a very like typical guilt free pleasure. This song, and uh, no, I I think uh, I think going through it and uh, trying to unwrap it and understand it a little bit, and I hope everyone else understands that why this is a guilt free pleasure. It's it's a sweet sweet song, very sentimental, very thoughtful. Chris likes it, <laughs> so yeah, it's a guilt free pleasure. I mean, what are your thoughts, Bill? I, w- I want to send something out to our listeners, and we've had a great run so far. We are, we're 30-something episodes in, mm-hmm. and we really appreciate your presence here, that you you listen to us on a regular basis, and you reach out to us and kind of give us your opinions, and also all the encouragements we've had along the way. Mm-hmm. And so, if you were to hear from us just out of the blue, just know that we love you yeah. from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for listening.